Public Radio's LossesTAVShow.com's game. You're listening to The Starting Block. Hey, welcome to The Starting Block for another week. You've got myself green on. I'm joined by a man who's been waiting patiently while I sat there and just listened to a whole bunch of songs that released 30 years ago yeah. while he was asking if I was there. My co-captain Damo, how are we, sir? Very good, Greeno. Good evening to you, boys, girls, listenership, blockheads, millions around the world. Yeah, 30 years ago is an interesting uh, thought. It's something I've been thinking about a lot since the baby booger bumper baby came along. Mm-hmm. It's that. You know, when we were kids, we would hear stories about the 60s and the 70s and we go, fuck off, who cares? That's ancient history. No so long ago. Yeah. Yet, yet in my mind, I'm still living in the 90s, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm probably doing the same. I haven't listened to any music that's come out since 1997, I don't think. No need. You haven't missed uh, anything. No need, you know. When, <laughs> I, when I think of, like, my, my favourite, like, kind of, you know, you and I were big into sports growing up, Gringo. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I think about all of my favourite sporting moments, most of them are back then as well. You yeah, know, 1994, like, 1994, yeah. 1992. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff happened in the 90s. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I wish we could go back, you know. Um, we say that now. But yeah. then we, yeah, in the time, mm. in the moment, not that great. Mm. Everything's better in retrospect. Everything's uh, not everything. Kind of... Well, World War. Yes, you're right. World War Two and the rise of Hitler, obviously, are very well loved in retrospect. Much better. Uh, yeah. yeah. Crusades, the mm-hmm. Black Plague, Greeno. Much better. <laughs> Much better. Yeah. Sp- Spanish flu shat on coronavirus. It really did. It was a go getter, yeah. wasn't it? The Spanish flu really exactly. knocked us. Really knocked people off in a in a brutal. You got to you got to respect the virus like that, you know. Did a pl- did what a plague's meant to do. Yeah, it, it was none of this. Oh, you're going to lose your sense of taste for a couple of months, or nah. you know that kind of thing. It was like, no, no, we're going to wipe out your whole family like tomorrow. Done. That's it. Good luck with that. Wipe Have your insurance. Gone. Yeah. Now the Spanish flu wasn't even as good as the plague. The plague actually like conquers all. I think you know. Uh, no, the plague we're not, we're is not, the Don Bradman. It's not a big of, thing here. It's like, the Don just, Bradman no. of viruses, Green. The, the, the plague is the plague, Green. Yeah, it's got a batting <laughs> average of ninety of uh, ninety nine. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> only <laughs> only a small amount survived, and that's the duck at the end of yeah. the plague career. You know, spot on. Yeah. So high high marks to reach, high water marks to reach, but. Um, you know, just like the plague, Greeno, science at the time, doctors at the time believed that you could cure the plague by doing things like carrying a certain kind of flower in your pocket, you know, that was mm-hmm. going to protect you. Um, wouldn't you have to draw like in blood with something on the door or something to ward off the evil spirits, you know, because God yeah. was angry with you, obviously. That's why uh, the plague was ripping rampant. And here we are in 2023, just a mere 30 years after the 90s. And mm-hmm. Australian garlic kills COVID nineteen, Greeno. Isn't that nice? Nice, Gary. Well done. <laughs> How many millions so, have we spent on research trying to combat this yeah. thing? <laughs> and all along, turns out, you know, the it, interesting it, 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 part garlic. for me above all else is like specifically Australian garlic. Australian garlic. I mean, now, it's, it's written by an Australian paper. Well, and, and it's the Doherty Institute. Is an Australian Institute? I'm assuming. Uh, no, it's the Doherty Institute, Greeno. Now, I don't you know, know who is, the Doherty Institute it? is, but what I do want to know is, do they have any board members who also happen to work for a garlic company? Nice. I had a couple of thoughts on this demo. Okay. Now, my, my first my first thought was good news. Good news. Uh, COVID is now eradicated in Italy. Is it really? <laughs> and Malta. <laughs> because nice. the, well Got me. Yeah. So those two covered. Yeah. They're done. Yeah. Uh, COVID zero. 
My second thought was, look, this this seems great. Oh, don't get me wrong. It's amazing. Well, no, it's not. Hey, no, no, yeah, it's not cured in Italy because they would have Italian garlic, you know, which is obviously inferior when it comes inferior to fighting to, viruses. To, to Australian garlic. Because yeah. it's, um, <laughs> it's Australian garlic only, remember. That's... Only Australian garlic. This also did raise a little suspicion on my behalf. Yeah. Is this a bit of propaganda from Big Garlic? Big Garlic. <laughs> like the machine that is Big Garlic is trying to convince us. <laughs> trying to bustle in on need. the pharmaceutical game. <laughs> it's just like, hey, man, well, how many how many, how many, many of your garlic jabs have you had? Well, I had six carbonaras and uh, some blocky. <laughs> I'm I'm dosed up. I'm like I'm all good. I just got a deep fried souvlaki, man. We are fucking <laughs> rocking home tonight. Uh, I love the, the I love show. the idea though, Greeno, of you know, big farmer versus big garlic. Choose big your fighter. <laughs> the title of the show was going to be big garlic, but I'm like, it's going to fucking ruin my punchline. So yeah, fuck no. it. I'll well, that'll it be the title of next show. week's show. Yeah, yeah that's right. big farmer big versus big garlic. <laughs> the face off. <laughs> The, the face-off to end civilization. Who's going to win? Just a big, like, and the big boardroom of just, like, dudes with mustaches and, like, garlic chains. No, I reckon like, you have, on one side, you have, like, the stereotypical kind of lawyer types in their suits and stuff. They're, they're representing Big Pharma. And then Big Garlic yeah. is, like, guys in overalls. <laughs> Like holding Overalls, a pitchfork. Like yeah, a necklace <laughs> made of nothing but garlic bulbs. Yes. <laughs> Well, they are fucking, you know, some people have argued in the past, you know, the pharmaceutical industry are vampires. So, no, you know, I guess you've got to go in armed with the right fucking tools, Australia, don't you? Australian garlic. Australian sir. garlic kills, cures COVID-19, kills vampires. <laughs> um, quick, could, I, could I do a quick story time to piggyback off sure. this one? Sir? I like stories about pinatas. Daryl in the chat, so, by the way, says, trust the science, guys. <laughs> I've got to trust science. Trust like, the if, the, if, the, if the science says put more garlic in it, I'm fucking down. I am down. I, am I like down. myself some garlic. Now, can I ask, what if I buy Australian? Because I'm I'm a big fan of your garlic flakes and your, your granulated garlic and stuff. Oh. In uh, you know, like you know, I'm a big fan of my herbs and spices, Greener. Mm-hmm. So I like it like a big chunky granulated garlic uh, to throw yeah. into stuff. Now, will will that also provide me with the protection against COVID nineteen? As long as it's not, as long as Australian Australian made, I think Australian we're going to be made. all good. Well, would I, will I? But is it diluted? You know, the virus killing effects of the garlic if you have it in uh, look, dried, I, granulated form. You know, personally, uh, as as an expert in this area, oh, I'd probably recommend uh, doubling doubling your dosage doubling, for a granulated. Yeah. Yep. Actually, probably triple it for a granulated. Triple it, yeah. Better uh, be safe. Yeah. And ha- and, and double it for a minced. Ah, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So pre. Because what if I'm after? Garlic? Yeah. Because what if I'm only coming in for my six month garlic booster, Greeno? If you're going in for your six month garlic booster, uh, <laughs> that one I'd probably recommend personally going uh, going a, a fresh garlic, yeah. maybe a chopped. It'll be a welcome change, um, won't it? Instead of having to scan in with our phone or show our vax pass, we'll just have to breathe on someone's face and they go, "Yeah, it smells like garlic," <laughs> you know. Yeah. Stinky breath. And the good thing is, the the uh, the people that will resist the garlic jab mm. will only be the people that have like an upset stomach. Yes, that's right. And we yeah. don't want them in the restaurants reflux. to begin with, anyway, because yeah, they're exactly. usually farting and making all sorts of awful noises mm. at the dinner table. So exactly, it's about time we lock um, them out. Got to keep ourselves safe, Greeno, don't we? The garlic yeah. loving <laughs> community. First. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Um, so storage wise, the uh, been a bit of rough week, well, rough fortnight really. So we missed last week's show. Now to piggyback off the last show we did, 
I made the mistake of going into work uh, for the first time in five months. Uh, so catch up with my boss and all good. Now, off the back of that, got ill, lost my voice for a week, completely mm-hmm. blew out my voice one day in the office. Yeah. Uh, picked up a bit, a bit of a, a head cold, nothing major, okay. no biggie. Little man flu, Greeno, as the women would say. Not so much man flu because I still did everything. It's just I couldn't talk, which is not really conducive to the podcast oh, format. No. Now, many may say this program would be better if I spoke less. Yeah. Um, but we, we chose Myself to nip last week's <laughs> Yeah. We chose to nip last week's show in the bud <laughs> just to be safe. Yeah. Um, on the back of that, we missed the lunch of legends because yeah. Greeno, too snotty, too ill, uh, yeah. and still couldn't speak. Like once again, not not much of a gracious host if I can't. I like stories about pinatas. I'm just going to have to interrupt your story there, and I'm going to piggyback on your story and open. I like stories about okay. pinatas. Now we did have the lunch of legends scheduled for last week, and it was lunch called of legends off... extended edition. Yeah. Uh, yes. Well, now you see now because we're like Super Rugby, so we've gone mm-hmm. from the regular rugby uh, Super Rugby tournament, and it's like you know what? Let's go and see what Argentina's doing. Let's pop in Argentina. Yeah, let's bring him in. So the former opening batsman, opening bowler of the St Clair Hawks under. 12 B's, Greeno, Joel Stazanowski. Uh, he's yep. he's now the Argentina in our Super Rugby. So now Argentina they're involved rugby. in the Lunch of Legends, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the Stazza clan. And, yeah, we were all set and primed to go this weekend. Greeno called it in late, and that's okay, fair enough, no problem. Uh, you know, I don't want to be there if you're sick and coughing and spluttering on everyone either. You uh, just got the, the Booga Bumper Bumper baby just back to back to full health. Uh, so yeah. fuck that up. No, yeah, but she's going to daycare these days, so she'll probably have COVID. She'll be sick next week. Luckily for her, we eat lots of garlic here. There we so go. She should be, should be safe. Australian garlic? Yeah. Oh, of course. What yeah. other one would I use? Italian garlic? <laughs> Please. Please. Italy's full of vampires. You know, <laughs> it's obviously terrible. Uh, you know, so... Uh, we just, you know, we called it off, and it was it was left to the the ladies, you know, the lady Greeno and the lady Boogs Greeno to come up with a contingency plan. All right, let's let's yeah. reorganize. We'll fall back to our positions. We'll reorganize, recalculate, and then we'll come up with another date. Yeah. And now there was some discussion going around, different dates coming around here and there. Uh, about a month ago, Greeno revealed on this show in a story time uh, his story about his little abdomen issue with the hernias, <laughs> Greeno. And, you know, very comically, he was working, he thought his belly was getting bigger, so he was working out extra hard, which made mm-hmm. the problem actually worse. Coming things down. things yeah. are just getting worse. Turns out now, two hernias and two arteries. That's how you're wrong. Correct. Now, we also were, I think we can reveal what the, the Lunch of Legends plan was at this point, because it didn't happen, it's after the event. So, yeah. uh, the plan was Greeno was going to make us nachos, but like nachos with a twist, you know, a little personal touch added to it. Not it just your a... shitty, average, everyday nachos, no. this shit is like chef-level nachos. Yeah. There's a lot going on. And a different array, a different array of toppings for you, at your disposal. You know, pick, mix and match. Do what you want. Go back for seconds. Mm-hmm. Try something else. You know, he really does put on a good show, food wise. Greeno, the old yep. Greeno. And you know, I was very much looking forward to this. Um, I'm more of a taco guy myself, I guess. Maybe I'm more of a burrito guy than I am a taco guy. Okay. I'm more of a taco guy. Actually, no, I'm probably more of a nacho guy. So, well, I was looking forward to the nachos, and so that was very unfortunate. Now, of course. When we're trying to rearrange a new weekend and, Mm. you know, nachos are on the cards, I'm like, well, let's get this done as soon as possible. Let's book this in because the nachos can still go ahead. We can still have this on. So let's fucking do it. Now, I was informed through, uh, you know, various sources that we actually have to put off the Lunch of Legends for an extended period. You 
dick. Reason being because you are going in for surgery for your hernia situation. Well, that's weeks, right. So that's, that's part of- weeks after the proposed first Lunch of Legends rematch would have taken place. Correct. Now, now this, this is going to need some kind of explanation. Now, you're a tough guy. I, yeah. I have worked with guys who got hernia operations and mm-hmm. then were like back the next day throwing bins, garbage bins into the backs of trucks. Yeah. Right? You know, stitches Correct. bleeding, pissing all over the place. Now, yeah. you're, you're not having nachos before this abdomen surgery. So not even after the surgery. We're not even talking about the recovery period. We're talking about the pre-surgery period, which then leads me to my next point. Are mm-hmm. your nachos so fucking awful <laughs> that you yourself <laughs> cannot consume them weeks before abdomen surgery, Greeno? What's going on here with the fucking nachos? Tell me. All right, so with the nachos... Why uh, can't the we nachos, do this? The nachos in general are a mute point when it comes to the rescheduling of the uh, the Lunch of Legends. So, yes, uh, story time from last week's show that would have been in there I if like I had stories about pinatas. Was uh, ducked on down, uh, got, got into my specialist early, which was convenient. Uh, so you could wait out, extra hour? Would no, as in, there? like, uh, the, the appointment was booked for, like, five weeks away. It was a cancellation, was able to get in early. Ah. So get on in there. He, he prods around. He's like, does that hurt? I'm like, yeah, man. Like, that <laughs> really of course, that's why I'm fucking here, you and I'm like, I literally said to him, like, fuck, man, that hurts. And, and then, he, like, and oh, then okay. he said, rub some garlic on it. You'll be fine. Rub some garlic on it, you're good to go. And he's like, how about there? I'm like, yeah, man, that fucking hurts too. Um, so he's like, yeah, look, uh, recommend, uh, you guys, we've got two options here with this particular surgery. Mm. You do one that's kind of like generally pretty not, not too invasive. Yeah. Um, you know, you're kind of in the ballpark of that one. <laughs> or this other one, it's fucking like we got to put mesh behind your abdomen and fucking cut in through the side yeah. and put some shit there and we're going to let scar tissue reheal behind your abdomen and you can't do fucking anything for six weeks. Mm. He's like, he's like, so which one do you want? And I'm like, well, I want the first one because mm. <laughs> the second one sounds Doesn't terrible. sound very good. Yeah. But the, why the, is it even an option? Like, the, 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 I feel like the second one should be, well, we've got no choice but to do this. Well, but that's the thing. One. He's like, <laughs> why he's are they like, giving you a choice? <laughs> well, that's and I, but I'm like, well, the fact that you're like your borderline for number one makes me think. That's like the cheapo version, and I'm going to be back here in like six weeks to get the second one done anyway. Uh, I'd probably recommend the second one. And he's like, well, that's what I would have recommended. I'm like, what do you mean fucking just tell me that? Uh, so he's like, yeah, that's what I would recommend anyway. It's going to be more long-term, blah, blah, blah. Look, I'd love to so, recommend the second one, but Big Garlic has been here. Like, well, no, he was giving me options. Around. He wanted to make it me feel like it was my choice yeah. to go with this fucking very uh, invasive surgery where now I can't do shit for six weeks. So uh, that means from, like, the date of surgery for six weeks, I can't lift more than four kilos, I think it is. Before um, the surgery? No, after. Okay, okay. okay. So, so, that, so we still polished, haven't covered right? We still so haven't covered the pre-surgery. <laughs> I just shouldn't you go out with like a bang? Like, you know, like if you're getting let's say you're getting a kidney transplant, wouldn't you go mm-hmm. out and get blind on straight scotch all night and just like give yep. them one last run for their money and then fuck them off, you know? Spot on. Yes. Um, what are you doing? So so for the six weeks post, like yeah, kind of pretty limited what I can do, which means can't really host host people, which is fine. Okay. Uh in the lead up too, so yes. from uh tomorrow through to the date of surgery, the kids have got fucking 28 commitments for every weekend. 
Right. So the lack of rescheduling is, has nothing to do with the nachos. The nachos fucking, well, the plan was actually to do it tomorrow, oh. but there was un- unavailability of everyone for, for tomorrow. Okay. Uh, but then from then on, every weekend, the kids have got like fucking 400 children's birthday parties they've been invited to. Oh, uh, I've got the... Uh, that sounds uh, awful. As someone who's got a nine-month-old, that just sounds like doom looming on the horizon. Well, it's double down Every now, weekend, you know, you're busy. Every weekend. <laughs> yeah. We're talking Saturdays, Sundays, <laughs> Thursdays, Tuesdays, like it's Tuesdays? fucking all over the shop. What kind of psychopathic well, no, really family but... <laughs> puts a kid's birthday party on a Tuesday? So in answer to your question, it's got nothing to do with uh, the nacho consumption. The, the nachos are, are going to sit well in the tummy, uh, irrespective of, of surgical procedures. Yes. The rescheduling is more just got to do with the fact that um, <laughs> there's, yeah, way too many kids' birthdays we're going to go to for the next three weeks. Three and then weeks. I, I can't really fucking do much for the six weeks after. So yeah, not really good for to hosting. Uh, well, you could still have lunch, though. I mean, you know, let's be real here. Yeah, we're not asking you to lift any weights or anything when we come over for like I don't want you to show off your bench press when we get there. Well, here's you know? the thing: when the dog's like, just "Oh, stand look, there," uh, and we'll eat. But he's like, "You can't lift anything." I'm like, "What do you mean by anything?" He's like, "Well, do you have kids?" I'm like, "Yep." He goes, "We can't lift them." Okay. And I'm like, "He goes, do you have uh, uh, do you do grocery shopping?" I'm like, "Yep." He goes, "We well, can't lift a bag." And I'm like, "Well, that's that seems fucking very inconvenient." Okay, you can put you bag. can put stuff in the trolley though. Yeah. Well, no, because I can't push the trolley because the trolley is more than four kilo. Well, what if you attach like a hockey strap and drag it behind you? <laughs> well, Greener. if the the converging weight is less than four kilo, I'm Think good. Sight, wouldn't it? Someone I'm dragging good, the mate. trolley around I'm by good. the waist. Yeah, yeah. Um, just, just tie a rope so, to him; he'll be right. Take him wrong, man. I'm gonna fucking. I'm gonna make you guys these nachos. It's fine. So we're, we're all yeah. good there. Yeah. Right. Um, so, with that said, knowing that uh, I've got a hospital visit coming up, I thought, mm. look. Fucking, I've seen all these ads. Yeah. I've seen the ads, mate. Fucking advertising got in my brain. What ads? Right, I gotta get, I gotta get the booster. Oh. Fucking, gotta get, gotta get the booster. I gotta get the five G booster, demo. The garlic. Um, so I gotta boost up. So I thought, look, I'll go in and get that. Now, I, aside from the fact that, like, I had no voice and I had a head cold, yeah. still didn't miss a day of work. And I've missed a day of work in fucking like I think missed one day in about three years. Just because I'm working from home, even with a head cold, I don't care. Like, I can still pump out some work. I'm, I'm an accountant. Like, it's not that fucking hard. You um, also never... get to save up your sick days as well, which is a bonus. Sick days. I've, uh, I've got, uh, I checked it uh, yesterday, uh, 592 hours. That seems like a lot. <laughs> nice, Gary. It's a lot of sick days. That's, that's, that's plague sick days right there. That's like, yeah, I'm like, that's going to cover my hospital visit. I'll be all right. Um, so, so anyway, I thought, do the right thing. Go fucking, go get 5G'd up. And, and we'll be good to go. Now, so let's think about this. I'm, I thought I'll, I'll get the booster to uh, prevent. Once again, I'm trying to prevent getting ill here. Right. I'm trying to prevent getting sick. Yeah. Well, that was your first mistake right there. That was my it? first mistake. So <laughs> that evening, I started to feel a little bit you like, hey, know, man. You should know fucking... better by now. I know I should know better. Let me tell the story, though. Okay. So anyway, that evening, I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, I feel fucking, it's not good. I feel a bit achy. Yeah. I feel a bit like. Off, and the wife was at work, so obviously put the kids to bed. Wife got home, I'm like I gotta go to bed, man. I'm like I'm feeling, I'm starting to feel something. This is not good, not good. That night, fucking aches, pains, chills, physically couldn't move, in agony, pain to the point where like I I was trying, I needed to go to the bathroom, but I physically could not pick myself up Ooh. to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, am I gonna 
don't fucking piss myself at four in the morning because I fucking can't get up. Like, well, on the upside, you're in such a cold sweat that if you pissed yourself, you probably wouldn't actually blends. notice. Yeah, you wouldn't it's know. Fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so eventually, like, it's six, after about three hours of like mentally preparing myself between three a.m. and six a.m., I kind of like drag myself out of bed and like get to the toilet, go to the bathroom. And then kind of get back to my bed and fucking like just crash back out, mm. and then. Well, the fact that you sleeping. were the fact you were able to think about taking a piss for three hours would indicate that you really didn't actually have to take a piss. I know? really need to take it. No, it was three hours of trying to get up and build the energy just to yeah. stand. Otherwise, you would have. You, but you would have pissed yourself though, like if you really had to. So you got if up really at the time to, that you really had to get up, which was three hours. Yeah, so you spent three I, hours thinking about it. It was a cost-benefit analysis. I'm like, well, I'm going to get up to. Analysis. I'm going to have to get up to wash myself, and that seems like more effort than getting up to take a piss. So Accountant's going to count, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so anyway, at that point, I'm like, I'm like, fuck it, I, I can't work today. So I quickly messaged my boss at like six in the morning, like, mate, not logging in. Like, boosters fuck me up. Like, see, I'll, I'll speak to you tomorrow. Yeah. Hop back into bed. Then the next thing I hear is, um, are you dead? Are you dead? And then I realized. And it that was Sanka. Wife, it was Sanka from Cool Runnings. It was Sanka. Sanka, you're a dead man? <laughs> you're dead, no. man. Yeah, man. Um, Turns out that the wife didn't realize that I hadn't been around all morning. Oh, <laughs> just, just a nice Gary. Nice so she's like, Gary. Have you seen Dad this morning? And then it was like, Dad? No, man. That doesn't be me. Like, Dad's he, normally up about working for three hours. He went out. He went out for cigarettes and a lottery ticket. He said he'd be back in ten minutes. <laughs> He's had to get milk. Yeah. Um, so the wife had to come check on me, check if I was dead. And she came. She nudged me. She woke me up. I'm just like, Are you all right? And I'm like. Hey, uh, not really. Like, fucking, I can't move and I'm in agony. Like, just, just let me sleep. Let me sleep. Uh, I proceeded to sleep for 30 of the next 36 hours. Jesus. Um, and then eventually I uh, didn't eat for like a day. Like, I don't know. I think I eventually built up the energy to go in and make myself like a roast beef sandwich at one nachos. point. Nachos, yeah. Uh, no nachos, unfortunately, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need to make like, one minute worth of food, so yeah. it ended up being a roast beef sandwich. So that's it's not <laughs> even two minute noodles. Like, no, oh. I, I can't do it. It's too much. Two minutes, it's yeah. too much, mate. I, I mean, it's something like that takes half as and long. And I ate it on frozen bread because I couldn't wait for the th- the the bread to defrost. I have. Um, can can we interrupt the story? I like stories yeah. about pinatas. If you're listening uh, to this later on, just leave a comment uh, to us on Twitter, and if you will admit, if you'll put your hand up, I will put my hand up and admit that I have heated something up in the microwave. And then got it out, and it's like the outside is hot. So I'm like, sweet, cool. And I go and sit down, and I start eating it. And then I get to the middle, and the middle is kind of cold or on the borderline frozen. And I've had that moment where I'm like, am I so lazy that I will sit here and eat half of a frozen pie? (laughs) Or will I get up off my fat ass and go back to the kitchen and continue heating it? And I will put my hand up and admit I have eaten the frozen. Sometimes a ladder happens. <laughs> the pizza pocket for me. Yeah, the pizza man, pockets uh, are tough. That's another 30 seconds in the microwave, but I'm already three bites in. Fuck it. Let's you go. know what I do with them? I um I poke my pinky finger in the top and just make like a little hole. And then that acts like a kind of uh, vacuum or whatever, and it, the heat, it heats from the inside, and then you're good to go. Yeah. So that's that's the secret with the pizza pocket screener. There we go. I yeah. like it. Yep. 
Um, so then that night, the wife kind of brought in some dinner and she was like, oh, just eat as much as you can. And I got through like half a fish cake. Oh, and I'm like, all right, okay. I, I, I got to go back. And that took all the energy out of me to eat half a fish cake. And I'm like, I got to go back to bed. You, so don't, you, don't only get through, you don't only get through half a fish cake on a good day, though, because some of them are fucking good awful ones. as well. No, good? these ones are good. These are good. These are like made of fresh salmon. They're fucking, they're amazing. Okay. Um, so Benjamin went back to bed, woke up the next day, and then was kind of all right and went back to work. It was all good. Now, that day, though, the kids booked in for their flu jab. Because once again, Damo, got to make sure you protect the kids. Got to fucking you know, yeah, you jab them up. You should have the kids on the garlic program, obviously. Okay, well, now I know. Well, the garlic the garlic thing came out the day after all this happened, right? Uh, so anyway, get the kids a flu jab. And look, for me personally, I didn't get the flu jab. Because when I went to get the, the booster, they're like, oh, we've also got the flu jab available. Do you want to get that while you're here? Two I'm for like, one. Fuck no. Yeah. And I'm like, no, thank you. Like, I'm all good. Like, you know. Death rates, all those kind of things, flu, COVID, yeah. like it doesn't really matter. But comparatively, I'm like, I'm not going to die of either, to be fair, but probably more likely to die of the former. So fuck it, we'll be all right. One's fine. Imagine how bad it would have been if I got both at the same time. Fuck yeah. that. Um, right. So, anyway, kids were already booked in flu jab. I said to the wife, I'm like, look, I'll how, would you, call, how would you know, though? <laughs> like, you, you never know. How do you know uh, where one starts and the other finishes? Like, it would be tough. Much of a much The garlic would fix it, though. The garlic so, would, yeah. Kids get their so, flu well, the garlic jab, only fixed the COVID, though. It won't fix the flu. It will save you yep. from vampires and COVID, but not the flu, which just goes exactly. to show you how powerful the flu is. I mean, even oh. Australian garlic can't stop doesn't, it. Doesn't kill it. Yeah. Exactly. Can, can kill the COVID, though. Um, no, I'm so, not going to anyway, forget this... that garlic story for a long time now. It's the greatest, isn't it? <laughs> so... There's so many angles we could take with it. <laughs> So anyway, next morning, I finally wake up after whatever 36 hours it is and head inside and the wife's like, oh, I'm like, what's wrong? It's like, oh, the kids have been up vomiting all night. I'm like, oh, no. What do you mean? Oh, and she's like, no. well, yeah, like uh, the, the little one, like she got up at like two in the morning and then she vomited everywhere. She wasn't feeling well. And then he's just woken up and he's now like he wants to vomit and he, he just went back to bed. I've never seen you go back to bed, blah, blah, blah. So in the space of like two days, my house has become a, an, an anti-vax advert, unintentionally. <laughs> You've become like, a conspiracy theorist. I've become a conspiracy theorist. I'm now I'm now the bad guy because oh, no. I'm like my kids were perfectly healthy yesterday. <laughs> you're, one ones, you're one of the ones. You're one of the ones. I can't they go to school and I haven't missed. I haven't missed a day of work in like. Like I've missed one day in three years, yeah. yet I go and get a, a fucking jab to try and not get sick and not miss days of work. You wipe and out end the up whole family. Being in bed for 36 hours. Yeah. Uh, I, my household became a walking advert there for, for anti-vaxxers. So well done. That's the story time, sir. That's a good story. I like stories about pinatas. But again, you should, you know, you're, you, you should note that you're one of the ones they hate the most because you're a believer. And then you went and got the, the you know, the setup, like, fix me up so I don't get sick. And then you got sick. And now if you come out, you'll be like Eric Clapton Greener. You'll be a pariah. <laughs> no, no, I took it and it. I had a really bad experience. Boo, off with his head. You know, you can't just come out and say things like that, Greener. Doesn't matter if oh, the whole oh. family got wiped out. Doesn't matter. We all know you're working for Big Garlic. Okay. Yeah, you're working for Big Garlic, Eric. We know it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so that's enough fucking backstalk. Uh, I want to do a quick dick move if we can, Please. sir. You dick. So I got this email late this afternoon. Now, this is from my, my mortgage provider. And the mortgage provider said, look, you know, we want to give you the heads up. We're going to help you manage the cost like the rising cost of living, like we're going to give you tools, tips, uh, guides, you know, let's, let's help you out here. 
Yeah, first and off, like, take out a big loan and sign up for a credit card with us, if you don't mind. <laughs> well, not, not even that. I'm like, well, here's the first way I could do it. How about you stop fucking charging me exorbitant amounts of interest, you dickheads? The reason that there's a cost of living crisis, for me anyway, yeah. is because I checked my bank account yesterday. Mm. Turns out fucking 90% of the mortgage I pay you each fucking fortnight is just the interest. Yes. So how about you want, you want to fix it? You want to manage it? Yeah. How about you fuck the interest bit off? Yeah. And I'm going to pay this prick off in like six years. Yeah. I mean, some would argue that there are fundamentalist um, various theocracies in parts of the world, like the Middle East, for example, Greeno. And some people argue that, you know, some bad things come out of there in the way of terrorism and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I would argue one thing that they do have right is uh, the usury laws. They don't do it. So yeah. over there, you're not allowed to charge interest, Greeno. Like you, you buy a house at the yeah. price. So they can only lend you... They can, you can, I guess you can uh, borrow money for a certain amount and you agree to pay it back, but they mm-hmm. factor in the, in the interest at the upfront price. So that's fine. So yeah, you go like, let's say your house costs half a million, right? Yeah. You'll go to them and say, look, I don't have half a million. You need to lend me the money. They say, okay, we'll lend you 650,000 and you pay yeah, it back. Pay us back 650. That's right. And we're 150 up. Everyone's a winner. Up. Everyone's a winner. You know how much you're repaying? That's right. It's all good. Yeah. So that's the way they do things over there. Now, the reasons that they do that, I'll let you look it up. It tends to be because they don't like Jewish people very much. So they, they think interest is a Jewish law. That's why we're not going to do it. So, yeah, um, yeah but uh, hey, that's one thing they got. That's a feather in their cap, you know? Not no, everything's bad. I'd Once be again, down for yeah. something like that, wouldn't you? We, we've, talked, we've talked about it on this show. We've talked about kind of whether it be politics, whether it be kind of the whole kind of vax, anti-vax thing, hmm. you know? not er, Nothing in the world is it's fucking all black bad. and white, right? Yeah. Everything's somewhere grey in the middle. There's some things that bad people do that may be good. But it, like you're not allowed to acknowledge that. Because, now you sound oh, like now you people. sound like Kanye West, Greeno. Now <laughs> I'm big Kanye. I'm going a little bit. I'm like I've been influenced by Big Garlic, Damo. Big now garlic. I'm, fucking, I'm talking. Big Garlic talking. is whispering sweet nothings into the ear of Greeno Kanye West here, <laughs> and now he's talking about you know bad people do good things too. <laughs> but it's like let's fucking be, let's like let's be fucking serious here. Like there's no such thing. Not everything's fucking black and white. No. Um. Some things are crosswords. Crosswords, black and white. Yes. Black and white paint. Yeah. Magpies. Um, magpies. magpies. <laughs> they got shades of grey too, sir. They do. They could be a little bit dirty. Once Dalmatians. Again. Dalmatians, once again, a bit dirty. Could yeah. be shades. Yeah. Um, anyway, good, good uh, stuff. That, that was the dick move. That's it. That's all we got. Yeah. Dick move. That's it. You dick. Speaking of dick moves, Damo. Hmm. Uh, Netflix. Let's, let's have a little bit of a Netflix chat. Now, everyone knows this fucking story. Mm. Whereas Netflix have decided that, uh, look, you can't be sharing your fucking passwords anymore. We're, we're missing out on the big fat cash here. We feel that, you know, the fact that you've paid for a service and you've chosen to do something with that particular service that might impact our bottom line, yeah. we've got to find a way to stop that. So they've introduced whatever new rules they've introduced. I don't know. You, you're the one that got the email because I use your Netflix account. You tell me what the rules are. Uh, well, the rules are... Thanks for throwing me in it, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> the rules are uh, apparently um, they're cracking down on people sharing passwords and whatnot. So yeah, uh, you have to be like in a certain hub or something. Like they, they 
you know, they go off your router or something now and they're like, okay, mm-hmm. you need to approve this this internet connection is the one. This is the one yeah. that you're using. Uh, so to what? Did you get locked out? Did you? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, the kiddos went, went jumping in. I don't, I don't particularly watch it. It's the kids that watch it. Yeah, right. Um, and, yeah, the wife was saying, oh, we got this warning the other day. What's that about? I'm like, oh, I think it might be the, the – they're still watching it, though, so it must still be working. But... Oh, okay. So, yeah, they're, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. they're just waving their finger at us at the moment. Potentially, yeah, yeah. Eventually it'll be locked off and then I'll tell Probably. the kids, go watch fucking something else. Um, yeah. Well, there's a million shows out there on the internet. Um, oh, 100%. Like, yeah, we can fucking, like, iView, YouTube, yeah. you know, the all the subscriptions that fucking of Troy's that we have. Um, between them, we'll, we'll be covered. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> there are pl- plenty of drag shows and stuff on YouTube that, you know, ki- are family-friendly and good for kids if you're a parent out there. That's so it. Plenty no of garlic propaganda videos we can watch. Yeah, you don't have to worry about cuties being on Netflix. Trust me, you can get much worse on YouTube. Much worse there on, on the interwebs. And the kids are just um, probably watching it on the bus on the way to school on their phone. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, Netflix so maybe, is demanding shareholders approve $166 million in retroactive executive pay for 2022, Greeno. Nice, Gary. Nice, I wonder where the to say, this is where it all comes from, Damo. Yeah. Nothing to do with, like, hey, where we feel like we're getting breached by certain, like, copyright infringements. Oh, hang on, Greeno. We've got Mr. D-Ball Money in the chat says, the account holder will be charged an extra $7.99. That's all right. It's on me. Nice, Gary. <laughs> Shut up and take my money. So, <laughs> right, well, that's excellent. Well, that's how I'm, I'll, I'll pay you that, okay. and then everyone's a winner. You pay me eight bucks a month. And I'll pay you eight good. bucks a month, yeah, and we're right. all good. Yeah. Okay, um, we're down. I can I can live with that. That's fine. I can live with that too. Yeah. Like that fucking saves me money, mm. and it means that yeah, everyone's a winner. Yeah, but you're then, actually you're actually want, just paying rent. That's all. That's you know, it's fair enough. That's right. But here's what they want though, because they've got to pay for this hundred and sixty six million dollars in retroactive executive pay though. How do the executive now see I'm not gonna pay the executives an extra hundred and sixty six million dollars. You know why? Because they got to the end of the year and said, mm, it seems a little light. Yeah. <laughs> are we missing something? It's like you should probably be keeping track of these things, shouldn't you? Yeah. You are an executive after all. Um, yeah, no, no. Look, you just shortchanged us just a little bit. Just a little. Just a touch. It's, it's like arguing with the cashier at the at the local supermarket. Green, I go, you know, I gave you a 20 and you only gave me like $10.40 yeah. change. And, you know, what I sh- often, what I often happens is it's a, um, it, the issue is normally around, like for complaints in my business, it's normally a rounding adjustment. Right. So it's we're like, talking hey, man, fractions like, of a cent kind of thing. Yeah, like the office space kind of mentality of like, oh, Oh, look, you're rounded down here when you probably should round it up. Like, yeah. you probably owe me, you know, eight bucks and then we'll compound that. You owe me 25, like, yeah. on the basis of that, that round down situation. Yeah. Um, they, the share, uh, the executives have gone, well, we've looked at it. We feel that you, you need to add a comma, not a, a rounding. We need, we need a comma in there. What yeah. do you mean? Uh, we want $166 million in retroactive executive pay, please. You know what it reminds me of? Like, remember I would play that song on uh, my podcast. Victor sent it to us. You know, that, and we, that was the Boogie Stand National Anthem. And then the guys who made that song were retroactively going through, they must have been doing it themselves because these things would filter in like one or two a week. Yeah. And, you know, and, it, it, and it was chronological. Like they were going back through all of my videos. And yeah. they would claim copyright over the video because I played that song, that Fickles, whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fickles lead or something. And 
I, I, don't know, I, I, I was my my issue was not that they were claiming copyright because I don't care. Okay, but it's like some of these views, Greeno had like fifty views or a hundred yep. views. Some of these YouTube clips. How small and petty do you have to well, be? Well, like <laughs> you, you, the 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 amount of hours that they would have to do to sift to through to my because some of my shows were going for like three four hours, mind you, and I might play this song for thirty seconds in it. Yeah. And they would find it, you know, and I'd get an email saying they've claimed copyright. And my question, I started playing it just because I'm like, look, if you're going to make, you know, 0.3 of a cent off of this and you've got the the willpower to sit through a show in waiting for that moment when you can claim copyright to to get the the monetary, you know, value credit you deserve from a video that maybe 40 or 50 people see... I mean, good luck to you. You deserve it. So I just start Looking playing it more, there. you know. Yeah, more and then pretty, <laughs> yeah. pretty up on the camera. Just and they kept, they, kept, they fucking, God bless them, they kept claiming it. Well they, done. They kept claiming the video. You got yourself a listen though. Yes, I guess. But is it really worth all the fucking effort that you're putting not in? Not worth 0.3 of a cent. It's not, it's not 166 million, is it? No, In exactly. retroactive pay. No, no, no. It's cents it's- we're talking about. Here's the thing with Netflix, though, like the executives, mm. the the model the model for the business is kind of set, right? Mm. Like you buy content, you upload content, you let people purchase the purchase the subscriptions, they watch the content, yeah. you make it for limited, then you remove the content. What exactly are the executives doing? Um, well, that's a good question. Yeah, I don't. To, to justify I don't know. not only a, a pay in general, but a retroactive executive pay of $166 million. Yeah. By contrast, the writer's strike ends if Netflix agrees to a contract that would cost the streamer an extra, an estimated $68 million a year. Yeah, but that doesn't go into the executive's pocket statement. So why would they do that? Yeah, but look, to be fair, I wouldn't give the fucking writers a cent more no, either. <laughs> They're fucking terrible, yeah, most of them. I've, I've seen what's on Netflix. Yeah, I wouldn't fucking pay the writers much either. You're not getting a pay rise. Sure as shit. Yeah. I'd rather give the executives 166 million than give you a pay rise. <laughs> you haven't earned exactly. <laughs> They do nothing, the executives, nothing. literally. Hey, but at least they're not bad. At least they're not writing garbage like you are, you know? Exactly. So they got that exactly. going for them. Yeah. Fantastic uh, stuff. Let's look at the internet demo, then have a breather, and then we'll. Yeah. We'll go to a break after that. I wanted to bring this one up, but I'm disappointed because there was a reaction video to this story that I wanted to play. Um, but now it's been paywalled, ironically. So. No, After a controversial social media post, Jared Wallace, who's an Australian well, let's rugby put, league quickly player. Pause there. Yeah. I don't want to turn into the fucking Daily Boogie again. Yeah. But when we say controversial media post, he made like a bad joke where he talked about how he likes his wife like doing his laundry or some shit well, like we'll that. We'll get to that, yeah. After a controversial social media post, Jared Wallace apologised and explained it was an inside joke with his fiancée, but the Dolphins star revealed he is getting death threats alongside mentions of his unborn child. This is fantastic. The Dolphins prop shared a photo of himself posing with his pregnant fiancée, Shannon Wells, at a club event on Monday with a caption that raised the eyebrows of the viewers, Greeno. Quote, mm. you look real good cooking our little boy, but even better when you're washing my clothes. And, you know, now, of course, the... you know, you, the reaction. That oh, the reaction you know is going to be what we expect. <laughs> now, look, uh, obviously he said that. Now, you're 
uh, I don't mean talk out of school here. The, your lovely bride. Let's just let's just make like it fucking clear. She is the the alpha in your particular household, no matter what, in, in your situation. This is the kind of comment you would make to her, yeah, just to razz her up, like yeah. inside jokes, like. She, she ain't sitting there. She ain't no, like, stereotypical housewife. It sounds like he's saying this. This is obviously said in fucking jest. He's got an inside joke with his pregnant wife going, you know, oh, blah, blah, blah. They probably have a very similar dynamic where, you know, she's kind of in charge of the household, very strong, independent person, and the inside gag is like, oh, you know, stereotypical uh, housewives, you know, cook, clean, make my dinner, blah, 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 blah. That is obviously a fucking gag. Yeah. Because no one says that without it kind of being said tongue-in-cheek. You've made fucking many disparaging comments on this particular program, as have I. I remember seeing a meme, not a meme, but like there was a picture going around of like some random, you know, average housewife and next to her husband. And she had a a shirt on that said wife and an arrow pointing up at her face. And each each letter represented another word and it said washing, ironing, fucking, (laughs) etc. The wife, right? Yeah. Arrow pointing up. And she posted that out, and there were women going crazy at her for posting yeah. it. It's like, what the fuck is your problem? Now, let's put that in context, right? So th- this guy's made kind of an inside joke. Obviously, it's fucking said tongue-in-cheek. Um, they're going to have a bit of a laugh at home. Ha, ha, ha. That's not the real situation, obviously, um, because he's put that out there. And... The way these people have gone, look, that I'm offended. I'm so offended by that. Fucking yeah. this is this is not this is not fucking acceptable. Yeah. How how are we going to react to this particular situation? Yeah. Yeah. Let's fucking threaten them and their unborn child. Yes. That'll fucking fix it. Oh, that is much better behavior. Than let's what he, let's he threaten. Let's joke. threaten to kill his children. Okay, his that'll children. show him that <laughs> sexism is wrong. That inside jokes are not fucking funny if they're fucking sexist. Oh. Um, the feedback was so. Oh, Wallace decided to turn. Now, now here's where I'm going to give. So we're giving a dick you move to the dick. internet, but I'm also going to you give the dick, dick move to Jared Wallace because what he does next is he, he doesn't get it. He's feeding into the cycle, Greeno. Don't feed in the cycle, Jared. Go Don't feed into the cycle. The feedback was so vile, Wallace decided to turn the comments off and, quote, refer the matter to Southport Police Station. Nice, Gary! On Wednesday, Wallace revealed he and his family were still receiving angry messages days after the picture was posted. Some fans took offence to the caption and immediately began criticising the former Queensland Maroos star, quote, forcing him to change the wording and explain. And that's the problem. Don't don't explain yourself to these fans. Don't explain. None of your fucking business. No. Like, no. Hey, this sh- encourages people because then they're like, oh, we, we made him fucking change the message. Well, that's the whole point. Maybe, yeah, we, need yeah. to, maybe we need to threaten more unborn babies. That'll fix it. Well, they're not interested in the apology. The apology is a sign of weakness to these people, right? What they're interested yeah. in is changing you, changing your yeah. behavior. That's what they're trying to do. They're forcing mm-hmm. you to change, you know, kind of who you are and not say what you want to say and stuff. That's the point. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's just... Look, the the issue is, ten years ago, you'd bring up something like this and say, you know, one day people won't even be allowed to make you know innocent jokes on social media anymore with their loved ones because that'll be deemed as you know sexist or whatever. And people yeah. would say, ah, oh, don't be crazy, you're a doomsayer and stuff. And now this happens so frequently that nobody even really bothers anymore. No one bats an eyelid, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah, he got death threats. Why? Because he said he likes to see his wife cooking. Yeah, you know. Um, 
<laughs> what do you say at this point? And you're like, yep, yep, it's a shit show. It's a complete shit show. Hashtag MT2024, ladies and gentlemen. Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic? Handmade with painstaking care. Put into every note. Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later. Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week, so check it out. sport content it's the starting block on tavshow.com yes welcome back to the block ladies and gentlemen boys and girls don't forget if you want to keep in touch with us good.life currently under construction greeno but uh the tech heads down at good.life headquarters have assured me that everything's going to, according to plan and will be up and running before you know it so Good lot uh, dot life, Greeno. Blah blah blah. I guess I'm tongue twisted because I've been thinking about this during the ad break. Al Pacino, eighty two, expecting baby with girlfriend Nor Afala, twenty nine. Greeno, so his boys can still nice, swim. The thing I like this, uh, the thing I like most about this is Al Pacino is openly admitting, yeah, look, I'm not going to be around for the babies growing up. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I have no intention of sticking around after this baby is born. I will, literally, I will literally be dead in like five yeah. years, Max. So yeah. <laughs> I have no plans of sticking around to see this kid grow make, up. Make the most of uh, birthdays one through four because I won't be around for much longer. Now, see, if he was a, if, if you were a 40-year-old guy, a 30-year-old guy, and you knocked up a 29-year-old girl and you came out to her and said, look, I'm probably only going to be here for maybe a couple of years and then I'm, I'm shooting off. I'm going to do something else. I won't be paying child support. I won't be available. You won't be able to call me or anything like that. You'd be a horrible yeah. person. But yeah. Al Pacino, no, no, he gets away with it. 
because he's not well, just it's... leaving, he's he's going to be dead. So, well, you know, yeah. nice, Gary. He's, nice. he's come up also, with the perfect loophole, you see. Well, also, if you sit there and go, look, I'm going to knock you up, I'll be around for a couple of years, but then I'm going to hand over a fistful of cash <laughs> Kitty to B make in sure the, chat. the baby's taken care of. Kitty B in the chat, Greeno. He had his fun. He's on the next one. Life is too short. <laughs> exactly. Um... Like, I, that's not a bad situation. You're like, hey, you're still 29. You can still go meet someone. Yeah. Like, your life is still there. He's, you know, he's 12 million. Yeah. I can, that'll cover it. 12? 12? 12's not going to do it. For an Al Pacino baby, I'm thinking Af- 100 million max. Yeah, but Al's probably got a bunch of kids around. That's what, that's what I'm worried about. Yeah. But, and he's but, probably but not paying for them. Al probably had those back in his, in his 20s. So yeah. maybe <laughs> they've had their kids. They've had their grandkids. Al's like a great grandpa now. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of awkward. Like they, some of these poor kids, brothers and sisters are dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the top comment is from Jared Munro, who says, "Poor kid will get more time with him watching The Irishman." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking movie never ended, did it? <laughs> God, it was awful. Um, I just said it's true to make one joke, Damo. Mm. Uh, the, the good, the only good news out of this is we finally learn what the scent of a woman actually is: breast milk. That was my gag. Fucking terrible. Wish I hadn't sent it through now. Yeah. <laughs> I want to have a look at this Nor Nor Arfala because I'm sure she's not doing it for the money. And I'm, no, I'm she, sure he's very, not doing it for the very, looks. very tidy. Okay. Very tidy unit. Let's have a look. Yeah. Here. Where is she? Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. Understood. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, I mean, from his perspective, I don't know about her. I don't know what her fucking problem is. Yeah, well, yeah, well done, Al. But uh, yeah, yeah, she she should know better. Gee, doesn't look good, does he? <laughs> <laughs> look at that. Yeah, that's 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 no good. Hey, Papa. Uh, hey, Papa. <laughs> Eighty-two years old. That's my daddy. Imagine that lying on top of you, like. I mean, she's openly, see, she's actually like, you know, you've heard of gold diggers, obviously. Now, she's actually probably the dumbest gold digger in the history of the world because she is not going to be free to spend the money once Al dies. She's going to have this fucking remnant of Al Pacino that she has to, Mm. you know, take care of for the next five years. It's going to destroy her body. So no other rich man is going to want her, obviously. Yeah, but she's already covered now. Yeah, but yeah, I don't, know, I don't know if that'll be good enough. You know, you'll want to stay in the limelight unless she plans Greeno to be like a kind of crazy matriarch character, and then I can, I can, I can smell it. Well, the the, the true scent. It's yeah. a reality show, Damo. It's a reality show. I think yeah. no, I think she's going to put little baby Pacino into acting lessons immediately, and yeah, try to yeah. yeah, and try to turn them into the next Al Pacino. No. You know? Just like a generational thing. Yeah. Like, you know. And Al Pacino, to his credit, he's actually setting up fucking franchises now that will go on long after he's gone. You know, that's his Godfather 24. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic work from Al. Well done, buddy. Well, well done, Al. Yeah. I mean, he's no Bernie Eccleston. Didn't Bernie have one at like 92 or something? <laughs> something oh, no. crazy. I think, I think Bernie was a, a similar <laughs> age, to be fair. Yeah. Um, might have been. Actually, Bernie might have been younger. He might have been in his 70s. For the last yeah, I think Bernie was that. 70s. Because, yeah, Bernie's not even as old as Al, I think, uh, uh, off memory. So No, nah, Bernie's older than Al Pacino, isn't he? No, I don't think so. I need to know. Can you Google it? <laughs> Can you I'll know, quickly Google it now. Where we Bernie. Pull, up, pull up the Google machine, Greeno. Eccleston, now... English business magnate. How old is, is Bernie? Oh, fucking there you go. He's 92. There you go. 
Oh, no, Bernie's still Bernie. kicking. Bernie, to be fair, Bernie looks good for 92. Yeah, he's all right. Um, he's still going. And let's see if let's see. Well, let's go, children. Bernie, where's the old uh, the uh, Google machine here? Children born 2020. Fuck me. You're right. 89 years ago. Yay! So Bernie Eccleston is actually still in front of Al Pacino. So what was Al Pacino's? Al Pacino's 82. Can we pull up? uh, Bernie was 89. I'm going to find the story of Bernie Eccleston becomes a dad yet again. A dad to baby Alexander in 2020. Baby. Have a look at Bernie now, and look, we'll put them side by side too, because I think actually Bernie Eccleston has big dick energy compared. Like <laughs> he has big no, dick energy he... compared to Al Pacino. I reckon Al Pacino's a fucking pussy. You know how Al Pacino's career was basically like he's the tough guy, the gangster, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bernie Eccleston is a real life fucking. He's gangster. a genuine gangster. Yeah, <laughs> he's a fucking machine. Dude, there was a reason he was a, like a, a magnate and ruling F1 for as long as he did. Like, like 50 that, that years a, he ran that dude F1. That was a legitimate godfather, like not the acting one, you know what I mean? Here we go. Now, <laughs> once again, have a look at Bernie's, Bernie's wife there. Look at the look on Bernie's face. <laughs> Bernie Eccleston, 89, and wife Fabiana welcome first baby boy and reveal name, the Formula One boss. So he was still running Formula One at that point. Yeah, even at like 89. his late 80s. Yeah. And he's still, he's still there. He's still around, isn't he? And his wife was actually yeah. 44. There you go. So okay, not only is he older, he's less disrespectful uh, disrespectful to women than Al Pacino yeah. is, Green. Because Al Pacino's got himself a 29-year-old. Bernie's actually gone for substance. No, no, I love yeah. Fabiana because of who she <laughs> is. Because she's 44. Like, yeah, I'm sure Fabiana's in for love too. Yeah, of course. Absolutely she is. There you go. The now father of four who was self-isolating at his farm in Sao Paulo, Brazil, at the time of the announcement, also shared his hopes for his son, cheekily telling the independent, quote, hopefully he'll learn to play backgammon soon. <laughs> he got nice, backgammon. Well, well done. Stickball. Jesus <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Christ. Uh, what do we got? Uh, oh, Unity Day updates, Damo. Unity Day. Let's Unity go. Unity Day updates. Now, good... Good news. Uh, Unity is coming in to think about. Firstly, uh, we uh, saw yesterday yeah. uh, Unity Day 2023's own Gabriel Gatte yes. making a comeback. Yeah. We keep on reviving careers. We he really was a master chef yesterday. We are uh, the new see... Quentin Tarantino, ladies and gentlemen. We are reviving <laughs> careers left, right, and center here. It's, it's been a few we've done now. <laughs> Gabriel like... is our John Travolta. Mm hmm. And looking forward to seeing his ongoing endeavours. But um, as we like to do, we like to get some of these signings in early because, you know, we don't want to leave it to the arse end. we just got to make sure we've uh, we've got some things covered. Now, uh, who did we have last time? We had uh, Tony Tobin, who was uh, sent over there by Huey. Yes. Uh, which is was always good. So she can do a little bit of arts and crafts there for the kiddos. The adults, if they want to do a quilt, Tonya's got you covered. Mm. Uh, so once again, we always like to expand our horizons, make sure kind of all different types and genres are covered mm. here at Unity Day. Obviously, unification of all, we need to make sure everything's covered. Uh, so we like to think music, we like to think food, we like to think, you know, something for the kids, etc. Sure. And this week, I'd, I'd, I'm very excited when the contract came through. Yeah. Uh, we've got ourselves a little bit of a triple threat, oh, if we can. Okay, let's go. We've got Nelly Furtado, Damon. <laughs> no, nice, Gary! 
who's going to be running the Frittata stage. What was her song again? Her hit? You'll get to it. Uh, who's going to be running the Frittata stand as Nelly, well. Nelly Frittata. Nelly Frittata is going to be filling the Frittatas okay. and also taking care of the Avery while she sings her song, I'm Like a Bird. <laughs> no, so can... <laughs> Now, have you run this past legal? Because... I'm not sure that I like the idea of the children walking into a bird, Avery. Will we be locking the door behind them? Because otherwise the birds are going to fly out of there. And what kind uh, well, of no, birds are we putting it's in gonna there? Be like, it's going to be like Zootopia, you know what I mean? Zootopia. Like, yeah. like Nelly, you'll be doing like the... I'm like a bird. While she's inside, making frittatas. Inside the Avery, whipping up some frittatas. Oh, so she's making the frittatas inside the Avery. <laughs> inside the Avery. There's going to be there's gonna be birds shitting all over them, Greeno. <laughs> Logistics. We'll have to uh-huh. put her under an umbrella. <laughs> it might work. Let's see how we go. We'll have to put uh-huh. her under an umbrella and then put like chicken wire around her yeah, to around stop it. the birds so- flying in and eating the frittatas, which they obviously exactly. will. Now you can so roll the frittatas up and kind of squish them through <laughs> the chicken wire. The chicken wire for the kiddos. Hold your hands out, children, and you'll get pieces of frittata. Yeah. You know. Just grated, I guess. Grated frittata pushed through the chicken wire. Yeah. So good. Bucket yeah. piece. Um, but it's gonna be a, gonna be a thing of beauty. It's gonna be a bit of think piece. So uh, looking forward to that. Nelly Frittata doing some frittatas Fantastic. inside the Avery there. So Singing well done. Singing, I'm there. like a bird. Yeah. Singing, I'm like a bird. Will she, have to, will she have to sing the whole time, or can we just play the recording of it on loop? Um. Because she well, might be like, look, I'm guys, I'm trying to make fucking frittatas here. I'm squishing them through chicken wire. <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know my voice I right we'll now. Do, I think we'll, we'll top and tail it. I think kind of like prequel. One live performance. Yeah, We'll get her to crank one out. Yeah. And then, because she's only got one song, yeah. uh, which gen- generally seems to be the uh, the common theme. For also also came out in the 90s, by the way, if you were listening at the start of the show. There's another yeah. example. Another example. <laughs> um, and then I think what she can do is she can do it in batches, right? So she'll whip up some frittatas. Yeah. Should do a bit of a bird show. Will she Maybe have a team actually... in there like Iron Chef? You know, the like the uh, cookies are. Look, I... Nah, because I think that's going to cut into overheads, man. Uh, I think we need to just stick it straight, straight Nelly. Because, oh, I was thinking maybe this it. could be a redemption arc for Dean Hutton. Greeno, he could be Nelly Frittata's assistant in the Frittata no, I cage. Even, I don't want him near the flames, mate. Like, it's fucking, yeah, it's, it's the panic true. stations. Yeah, it's so if we, get, if we can do something that's non, like non-flammable mm. and get Dean involved, maybe. All like, right. maybe maybe you can help Tony Todman with the, the quilts. Maybe we, can hi- maybe we can hire him to shoo the birds away from the hot plate. Yeah. Yeah. That that could work. Okay. But then once again, he's near the flames. I can just yeah, see him. I, I, what happened last time? We had security have to escort him out because he put a fucking pot under his shirt That's and right. just said he had a boiler. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he's trying to sneak one in. Yeah. <laughs> we can't have it. Uh, so <laughs> we'll wait and see. Uh, Damo, this is now, this is becoming almost my new favorite segment. A couple, like, what about three months ago, maybe? We realized that Ian Maurice, the bear, had a Twitter account. So now every week, we're pretty much doing uh, the bear's tweet of the week. So you're not trying to sneak a pot in. (laughs) (laughs) Under his shirt. (laughs) The bear. He loves his the Sunday pot was night so big, fr- it was like the shirt only went halfway over the pot. <laughs> you see, you could just see the bottom half of it. It was, it was pretty. Dean, what are you doing, mate? <laughs> I mean, 
What? What are you talking about? Yeah, the problem with Dean is because he put on the Groucho Marx, uh, Groucho Marx glasses. <laughs> They'll never know. <laughs> but because he already had the mustache, right. he realised it was Dean Adam's glasses. He had to shave it off. The plastic mustache. And then we're Dean, we can still see your regular mustache. Dean, you just wear glasses and a funny nose. Mate, like, you got a fake boiler. It's no good. Um, Remember that time Dean tried to sneak in with a slow cooker? Yeah. And he's like, it's fucking, no one's going to burn with this. I'm like, you're fucking Nice, Gary. And then we realized, like, he had a preset, like, slow cooker with already scalding hot cocktail frames. Yeah. It was, it was no good. No good. Uh, <laughs> what are we doing? Bears, Bears tweet of the week. The bear, he loves his Sunday night free-to-air TV day, Is, mate. He, is this the real bear now? I don't even know anymore. I don't think <laughs> it is, Greedo. I know. I think it is. So <laughs> this is how free-to-air TV has I don't think this is the real Ian Maurice anymore. <laughs> well, because the bear's not going to play for a blue dick. I tell you that much. <laughs> he won't pay for anything. Won't even pay for a coffee, Greedo. <laughs> TV on a Sunday. <laughs> the sad was someone pay Damo. I'm gonna give you uh, permission to share your your password with the bear for Netflix. Yeah, so he won't give me the seven ninety nine though, Greeno. That's it. Um, this is our free to wear TV has lost its way. The highest rating show outside of the news on on Sunday night free to wear was Bluey. I remember the days when Sunday night was the biggest viewing night of the week. So the bears bears all pumped up. It probably uh, it probably still is the see bear Ian I love you man but it probably still is the biggest viewing night of the week but just not in the traditional uh, avenues that it used to be you know free to air was the biggest viewing Sunday's the probably the biggest viewing night of the week because no one re- really wants to commit to doing anything because they have to go to work the next day so yeah. you probably will find yourself just kicking back and watching some TV you know that's ten, you, you unwind before the week starts again yeah so but. You know, these days they're watching other shit. They're watching, you know, streaming. They're watching YouTube. They're watching Netflix, whatever. Um, they're not watching free-to-air TV. They're just not watching free-to-air. You don't see it. That's but I, I do remember growing off. up, you know, there was a very set kind of thing on Sunday nights. You had the Sunday afternoon footy game at about 4 o'clock. Greener. Yeah. Um, or the V8 supercars, which would start about 2 or 3 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And that would take you through to the news. And then the news would go to 6.30. And then the adults used to love a bit of 60 minutes, didn't they, Greeno? That was the thing that the oh, adults 60 used to minutes into the, into the Sunday night movie. That's how it used to roll. Yeah, and then the Sunday night movie. And they started yeah. doing the Sunday night movie a little earlier for the kiddies, I think. It started coming about 7.30. But we were always, uh, we were a little older by then. For us, it was 8.30. That was the time that the movie That was the time, yeah. You need your 8.30 movie. And Sunday that was where you got, saw your blockbusters. Yeah, and then Channel 10 started doing the two movies back-to-back, didn't they? They did like a 6.30 and then an 8.30 as well, whereas the yeah, other after channels... like seven straight Simpsons episodes sounds about right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Basically, hot dogs, and yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. So the, you know, Sunday night was you know, yeah, I, I can see that. But again, Ian Maurice, he's he's upset about Bluey being the highest rate show. Well, uh, no, that's Lady Books, Lady I, Books I mean, told she... me the other day that Bluey is is actually now like the number one watched thing on YouTube. If I'm yeah, they love it. Yeah, kids love Bluey. It's yeah, worldwide. Yeah, it's um, it's the new Wiggles. Yeah, it's it seems Australians just keep you know capturing the imagination of children, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> in other Anglo-Saxon nations, right? Mm. There's something about the Australians that the kids love in other countries. Greener, they love the Wiggles, they love Bluey in America, they love that shit. 
What are we doing? I think they like the I think they like the laid back atmosphere of Aussies when, without realizing that most Aussies aren't very laid back. Well, it's we're laid back stereotype. because we have Australian garlic and we know we're that we're garlic, protected fair, from yeah, all exactly. diseases. Yeah. Um, just jumping on uh, the Bears uh, Twitter page now. Firstly, we set our our listeners the challenge many weeks ago. Yeah. We need to get the bear above a thousand. Yes. Oh, he's look at he's over a thousand. Now, uh, that's a nice Gary. Now, also check out the last couple of tweets from the bear. Mm. He's not he's not in fa- a fan of the, the voice. Oh, look. I'm surprised there hasn't been more criticism of the politically based, politically based welcome to country prior to origin last night. Regardless of how you want to vote, surely we should keep politics out of sport? Question mark. Oh, no, Bear. Bear has no <laughs> bear. idea what he's doing now. The Bear doesn't know. The bear doesn't know. He's gonna get. He's get lucky. He's not having any more kids. I don't think because they'd be getting death threats by now. Nah, uh, well, yeah, the bear. The bear's got plenty, plenty of good legs in him. Um, let's have a look here. You, you read the the bear's tweets. I'll look up uh, how old the bear is. Okay. Uh, Pharaoh had to run two laps of an oval for North, two laps oval for South to prove fit enough to be Pharaoh of all Egypt. I'm guessing that sport politics argument has bolted a long time ago. 5,000 BC was probably the last time there was a legitimate argument to keep them separate. What the fuck are people doing I on like the internet? I like stories about pinatas. <laughs> God, there's some know. idiots out there. Sport uh, is all about age. politics. Otherwise, a state of origin would be a flop. So, you know, I've, I've had this discussion many times with people, Greeno, because um, I'm someone who's like, no, okay, I understand that politics can be... Um, uh, you know, like a current in sport, that's that's to say that the fans have political agendas and some teams have rivalries, which is heavily steeped in things like religion and politics. I get all that. But uh, I'm definitely someone who's like, you know, uh, if you've got like an activist point to make, make it on the street outside. You know, I'm, I'm someone who's like people use sport as an escape from politics and an escape from life where... Yeah, it, it's funny, the people who complain the most about, you know, like say a football player said something sexist, are usually the ones that are trying to inject politics into sport in the first place. So they're injecting themselves into a place that they otherwise would not be in and then demanding that that place change its ways in order to suit their particular political, you know, ideology or agenda. So I'm not surprised that the bear takes this stance, Greener. Nah, that's fine. Uh, bear, uh, also, if we'd been uh, following the bear back at this time, tweet of the week. Is there anyone under the age of 30 that hasn't sung a Burt Bacharach song? I don't even know who Burt Bacharach I don't even know what songs Burt Bacharach sang. <laughs> exactly. Right? What? Nice. And, I'm not, and I'm not under 30. So Under 30, there we go. So... Bird Bacharach, the, the bear, he loves his bird Bacharach as well as Sunday. That's, <laughs> a, that's how you know That's how you know you're really old when you're like, you know, the kids know who Bert Bacharach is, don't they? Like, yeah. like you know, ah, anyone under 30. Try anyone under 60, you. Yeah. <laughs> anyone under 60 probably doesn't know who Bert Bacharach is. And to be fair, the only reason I know Bert Bacharach is because he was in the Austin Powers films. Uh, the only reason I know it is because it's a recognisable name. Because yeah. I've heard the name mentioned before. I, I've never heard him sing, I don't think. And if I have, I don't remember it. I don't know any of the names of his songs or his albums or anything, but I've definitely heard the name Burt Bacharach. Yeah, people know the name. But, yeah, once again, I couldn't tell you a name. I, I know he's in Austin Powers. Can't tell you one of his songs. I never liked Austin uh, Powers. Let's have a look here. I did not laugh oh, once Oh, you know, I Austin do know. Powers. You wouldn't like um, 
That song Walk On By. It's by the, Walk the On By. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Raindrops keep falling. Is that him? Wait, head. does yep. he do covers though? Or no, I think that's Bert. Like he's he's born in 1928. What's there to cover? Well, there you go. Um, so anyone, so Ian thinks anyone under 30 is a relevant <laughs> time frame for someone born in 1928. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, to some of the like, here you go. Uh, Bert Bacharach's 60 minutes archive. So the bear would have loved the 60 minutes with Bert Bacharach. That's quality Back Sunday night Sunday viewing, Karina. Now we're talking. Uh, Damo, let's let's go to something we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Do you remember Glenn Kuiper, uh, the A's announcer that had a, an unfortunate mispronunciation of a word, stumbled over a word, hadn't made a mistake on air in can like we, 25 years? Can we just find that clip so we can give a little bit of flashback context to everyone? Uh, How do you spell his name? Kuiper? K-Y-P-E-R? Uh, K, well, it's up on the screen, mate. K-U-I-P-E-R. Ah, oh, right. Yeah, see if, I'm guy, sure I can so grab the video fairly quickly. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, this guy's um, been with the A's for 20 years off memory. Um, I think I read through it the course of the week. And, and I know I was, I was listening to a podcast about it earlier today. Here we, go. we had a phenomenal day today. Nigger League Museum. <laughs> I love the guy beating his chest. <laughs> Dallas, Dallas Braden. We <laughs> had a phenomenal day today. Nigger League Museum. <laughs> Dallas refused to open his eyes. He's like, he does. See what looks what looks like he's doing like a bro fist pump to his heart. Mm -hmm. He's actually trying to give himself a cardiac arrest. He wants to drop dead right there. there. Yeah. We had a phenomenal day today. Nigger League Museum. Okay, so he's the A's okay. announcer working that is, for MBC. That is obviously such a, a just a misspeak when he's trying to refer to the Negro League Museum. Yeah, because he would like let's be let's put put your big brain adult you know kind of yeah. Let's hat put your on. big boy pants on here for a second and, and, and think that about. Clip. Do you think that someone would honestly, openly in 2023 on the new on the fucking <laughs> sport ESPN coverage? Do you think that they would o- o- honestly just sit there and openly say it? Like, like, like intentionally, get, intentionally, in a like derogatory way. Going, in what universe? In what there, universe yeah. do you think a media personality would do that? Like, do it's that obviously when, a mistake. A mistake. Right. He was trying to say the word Negro, and it came out wrong. There was a dude who said the word cock on air uh, this week in a different ba- baseball broadcast. Yep. Didn't get fired. It reminds me of, um, do you remember Carrie, uh, Carrie Bickmore, Greeno? From, yeah. yeah. So Carrie from Bickmore, for those from... The project or whatever? Yeah, she was on the project. She's She was, I think she got famous because she's mates with Rove McManus. <laughs> but anyway. No, she's not mates with Rove. She got a start on the Rove show. Yeah. Like, as like the news reporter where they'd make dirty That's jokes right. and make a news reporter say yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, um, you know, ended up being a host on this other show called The Project. And I remember that she mispronounced Qantas, the airline, because she was obviously reading the teleprompter, I can only assume. And Qantas is spelled uh, Q-A-N-T-A-S, and she pronounced it Qantas. Nice. Now she didn't lose it. She didn't lose, lose a her job. job for Andrew Gaze today. I uh, know oh uh, early this week he misspoke on uh, uh, like uh, bounce that AFL show on the bounce show. Yeah, uh, said said the word dick or something on TV. Ooh. Obviously, just fumbled over a word. Yeah, misspoke. This yeah. guy. Fine. Twenty years. Thanks for your service. Wow. Thanks for coming. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's a it's just weird that people get upset about these things because it's like. 
you know, we've heard, you know, the current year meme, Greeno. Oh, you can't say yeah. that kind of thing in current year. Well, it is current year, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And in 2023, you know, you probably just fired off uh, an angry tweet to the Oakland A's saying, this person needs to be removed because of their disgusting, offensive behaviour. And then as soon as you've done that, you're logging into Pornhub and watching rape porn or something, you know? So, 100%. You know what I mean? Ch- it's just weird. Or see a dude chug a bitch out. Like, yeah. Well, it's weird <laughs> that people are, are offended by the things they're offended by. They're you really know? not offended by it. No. It's just like, oh, you can't say that, and I'm going to fucking complain about it until something happens. Yeah. Um, I'd be interested to know what happens there if... If oh, actually you got me thinking when you talk about the Carrie Bickwall thing, hmm. if Flem was actually reading off a teleprompter, yeah, like imagine, like once again, that would just further add to the the argument. Like it's pretty obvious he just misspoke, um, but I was pretty, I'm pretty confident he was reading off a teleprompter as well. Could have been, and yeah. like, so once again, he's not sitting there going, "Hey man, that's a fucking M word to people." Well, he maybe just then looked we at the can... word Negro and and said it incorrectly. What if like, there was? What if there was a disgruntled employee who did put nigger on the fucking teleprompter? <laughs> Potentially, we don't know, man. But the dude has got there been an investigation? Have we got well, to the bottom of this? Well, they, apparently they looked into it and like this is a sackable offense. If that is a sackable offense, wow. you're going to need to fire. Everyone, <laughs> NBC Sports California, because yeah. fucking like that dude did nothing Look wrong. Look at this, uh, and even ESPN is just so goddamn fucking um, disingenuous. Oakland Athletics broadcaster Glenn Kuiper was fired by NBC Sports California after using a racial slur. That's not what happened. He didn't use a racial after slur, accidentally though. He misspoke, and it sounded kind of like a racial slur. But he because didn't, he didn't. The word use he said it. is very similar to the word "negro." Yeah, but using a racial slur denotes intent, does it not? Intent. It wasn't saying with intent in any way. He was talking about not. what a good time they had at the Negro Lee Museum. Yeah, like it's yeah. I, I was dumbfounded when I saw that he got fired this week. I'm like, look, they'll do the politically correct thing and try and slap him on the wrist, suspend him for a couple of games, and then he'll be back. When I saw he was fired, I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me here. Oh, my God. And see, you know what makes it worse? It's fucking idiots like this. This guy, look at this, Carlos Gill. Now, this is his response to this article, right? This is his response to this tweet, which is quick, clearly disingenuous. Kitty B brings up a good point too. What about the lady who accidentally said it when she was reporting on Kobe Bryant's death? Do you remember that one? No, I don't remember that one. Oh, but, this, this, but no I'm one sure. talks about Kobe Bryant being a ra- uh, rapist either. But, <laughs> you know, apparently that's that's like, yeah. can't say that now. He's dead. We can't insult the dead. Now, if you, But if, a guy misspeaks, we've got to sack him. If, if you want to see what, you know, moral peacocking looks like in 2023. Yeah. This is what it looks like. Look at this reply. Go to, go to the dude that paid for the fucking blue tick. Blue tick. Embrace. <laughs> this, this is his response to this, this clearly disingenuous piece here. Embrace unity, kindness, and respect. Our strength lies in celebrating diversity and eradicating hate speech. Let love be our language, and together we'll build a world where equality reigns. The people who are so offended by these kinds of things on the internet, I the just dude, think, I think they're deluded that, Harry Potter that fans. That guy never actually watched what what fucking the, he said. No, no, no. This is a bumper sticker that he's yeah. Put. Because he has a <laughs> I call it bumper sticker what a good time opinion. He had at the Negro right. League Museum. This, the guy, the guy that just got fired, was embracing equality. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. He went to the he went to the Black Museum fucking uh, baseball players museum. You know what I mean? Like he was like it was fucking amazing. Was Everyone like, should go out time. there. Dallas is fucking puppet his chest, closing his eyes. Yeah, they had a good time. No, he no, was no. embracing equality, but unfortunately, he stumbled over a word and now is fired for it. And you're talking about are oh, you going to fucking embrace? Uh, eradicate Greeno. He says eradicate hate speech. What hates? <laughs> This dude didn't even see the clip. He has no context. He doesn't understand it. Uh, uh, yeah, anyway. This I just person. want to fucking bring it up because it was a piggyback. What took so long to make this decision? Oh, <laughs> fuck off. Once again, all these paid blue hashtags, man. Oh, this is a good one. He didn't mean to say it on the air, but... That kind of mistake is unforgivable. How is it unforgivable? He obviously uses... Listen to this. He obviously... The problem with these people is their imagination is their reality, right? They talk about facts, but they don't really live in facts. Their feelings are their facts, and their Mm -hmm. imagination is what's real, right? Because it doesn't... I've said... I've told you, right, personally, like, off-air many, many times. How many times have you heard me say, Grant, it doesn't matter what you actually say to these people. They only hear what they want to hear. They want to hear, yeah. So don't waste your fucking time. Listen to this. Here's a prime example. He obviously uses the word in private and it slipped out. How how are you, how do you even, how do you have the balls to just know that? He obviously uses the word. He's still responsible. Imagine if a guy accidentally used the word bitch to describe a woman on air. No excuses. He's gone. Let's let's use that. Let's use that tweet as an example, right? If you can tell me how you can miss, like, stumble over a word woman yeah. and say bitch, yeah. but can stumble over a word that says negro yeah. and how similar it sounds to the N-word, there's a fucking big differentiation between the two. That actually reminds me of one of my favorite, like, old-fashioned, um, old-time jokes. Uh, it's where, you know, a couple of guys are talking about Freudian slips Mm-hmm. And one of them says something like, "Oh, I, I meant to say rake the leaves, but I accidentally said uh, lake the reeves." You know, something like yeah. that. And the guy goes, "Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I had the same thing this morning. I meant to ask my wife to pass the milk, but I ended up calling her a fucking cunt." Yeah. <laughs> nice, Gary. <laughs> so that's that's what this smacks off. But these people believe it. You know, they yeah. think that's real. They don't think that. Uh, they, they, uh, he, he obviously uses the word in private, and it slipped out. He obviously well, does. Obviously, no, he obviously doesn't. Obviously. He just, yeah, I'm sure he was using yeah. it at the Negro Museum. You know, yeah, he's <laughs> clearly. There, go, hey man, check out that nigga. It's so unreal. Man, that nigga can play. <laughs> he can play. Look at that. That's actual page, man. That, that nigga can fucking pitch. Um, very fucking stupid. Um, oh. And fucking hopefully Glenn, like Glenn, I think Glenn's fucking uh, on the back end of his career anyway. So, yeah. like, unfortunately. He's the, uh, someone posted it again for us. Thank you. Here's the clip in case anyone We had a it. phenomenal day today. Yeah. Negro League Museum. <laughs> Negro, Negro League Museum. Yeah. Like, we're talking about, like, a slight enunciation in the middle syllable. Yeah. I reckon most of these people are white too, the ones who are oh, like, 100% they thank are, God they sacked him. <laughs> you know, thank God yeah. they got rid of him. We can't have And this. they've never watched a fucking baseball game in their life. That's they don't give one well. fuck yeah. about the fact that Glenn Kyber, no one's watching the fucking A's this year anyway. They wouldn't like, even know. They wouldn't even know. He, they wouldn't even know who he was, Greeno. For them, it was just retweeting something and saying, good, another racist guy. Yeah, and that's the only engagement they had. 100%, with it. mate. 100%. 
Uh, let's move on from that. What do we got? Uh, oh, a bit of Statman to finish up the show if we can, sir. I'm a Statman. NBA Finals are up and running. Congratulations to the Denver Nuggets. First time ever in the NBA Finals. Um, oh, someone's yeah. talking about, oh, who do you think of when you see certain logos? Someone's talking about Miami Heat. Someone posted Glenn Rice. I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right. That's my first nah, Dwayne Wade. I think no, I... no, the, my first memory of Miami Heat. Ah, uh, well, Denver, Denver Nuggets. I think Denver is Dikembe uh, Matombo. Yeah. Matombo, yeah, Mount Matombo. <laughs> Not baby. in my house. Yeah. Not in my house. Ooh, wait the finger. Um, but at the moment, they just fucking dominate today. So well done, Denver Nuggets. Go one nil up against Miami Heat there. Okay. in uh, the NBA Finals. Oh, look, but I'm yeah, not a Nuggets fan, but I'm happy for anyone to beat Miami most oh, of the well, time in basketball. I actually so. don't, like, Miami are fine, mate. Like, I got no qualms with Miami, but oh, I do uh, like they've the just that... They've won it enough. They've won, a, they've yeah, won they've enough, enough of them, you know, so. Exactly. Well, yeah, uh, Eric Spolster has had uh, quite a, a large deal of success since taking over the team, and everyone goes, oh, well, he had the big three, blah, 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 but he's taken multiple teams after that that don't have the same big players. I have the same, the attitude. Finals, I have so. the same attitude with the Lakers, the Golden State Warriors, um, and yeah, the Lakers won enough. Well, yeah. th- those no. three teams specifically have kind of been the ones that have won most of them in the last kind of 15, yeah. 20 years, haven't they? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I think, like, I'm okay now for the Bulls to win a couple again. Like, you've had oh, long the enough no, the Bulls in the back, cold. Man. What are you talking yeah. about? No, 96 was their last one? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. So what I'm saying is yeah, yeah, it's yeah. been long enough now for the Bulls to win again, and I won't, yeah, I'm not going right. to be like, Golden you've won too many. Golden suck for another 20 years. Yeah, that's all right. Good. Yeah. The Lakers can suck forever for all I care. <laughs> fuck the Lakers. Yeah. Fuck the Lakers. <laughs> they can lose forever. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> And yeah, look, Miami, Miami. I don't mind. I don't mind them winning. Not not so much for the team because they've had a, such a big turnover. You know what I mean? Mm. If they were winning with a big three of like LeBron, Bosch, and, and Wade continuously, I'd be like, yeah, fuck them. But they're winning with like a new crew of like whole undrafted players, and they've just got a good like yeah. grunty team. It'd they're be like, a great story. For the, could. Yeah, it'd, it'd be a great story for the Nuggets though, because haven't they? Been, weren't they one of like the original teams back in the day, and they've never won no, shit or part, something? Like, they were part of the ABA. ABA yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, the so, kind of weird uh, league that got amalgamated into the NBA, like with all the kind of second-rate right. teams, wasn't it? Yes, and so they've never so, won anything, have they? The they never won it. This is the first time in the NBA Finals for them. Yeah. Did so they win any uh, ABA shit or? Oh, probably not. No. I think because it wasn't Philly the ABA off the top of my head. Yes. Um, my like my basketball history is not as good as my baseball history. But, no, you're right. Um, Philly was yeah ABA. I think Philly kind of used to dominate the ABA off the top of my head. But, oh yeah, I, I could be wrong. So correct me, anyone in the chat. Yeah, and then when they um, joined, they had obviously like the likes of Dr. Dre and stuff. Doc, uh, Dr. Dre. <laughs> Doctor Trey again. <laughs> that is obviously a fucking slip of the tongue. That's not fucking fire. That's not that, fire. Don't worry. I didn't mean that, nigga. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the other one. <laughs> Julius Irving. That's yes, right. That's right. Doctor J. Doctor J. Doctor Dre. Doctor Dre out there playing it's, for the Phillies. It's a mispronunciation. Motherfuckers. Uh, well done, Hell sir. Yeah. Freudian. Freudian slip, but fucking fits perfectly in our last combo. Now I just want to um, see Dr. Dre in a Philadelphia. Seventy-six <laughs> sixties with a fro. Yeah, the socks um, socks pulled up to his knees. Socks pulled up, short shorts. <laughs> Dr. Dre, um, and has a part-time job on the side. Fuck yeah. Um, so on Stat the back of on the back of his jersey, it just says chronic. Saw the stat man throughout the course of the week, and had to give it a fucking uh, nice Gary. Pat Riley is well. Up before they made the finals, hmm. uh, 
His 19th appearance in the NBA Finals as a player, coach, or executive. 19 times he's made it. Bellamy Riley has either played in, coached in, or has been in the team's top decision maker in 24.7% of every single NBA Finals made. A and quarter of the time, Pat Riley's been involved, which yeah. is just amazing. And he's he's not, you know, he's also been involved in a lot of losing ones with New York and shit as well. So he's always been around there, hasn't he? Like, well, yeah. If you, you consider the ones that he was like, he yeah, could have won. Playoffs, what I'm saying is, there. he could have won twice as many as what he did. Like he was always around the mark, you know. Well, just goes to show how good he is. Yeah, he's yeah. involved and he picks the right teams. He was with the Lakers in the eighties. Yeah. Uh, he was with the Knicks in the nineties. He was with, the, and he's been with the Heat for, I think, the better part of 20 odd years. Yeah, so, yeah. in some way, shape, or form, as the coach with D Wade and Shaq originally, and then moved kind of behind the scenes. And yeah, he's been the decision maker there. And then obviously had the DeBron, uh, Who, LeBron, who's D Wade Bosch thing. Here's a question for you, Greeno. Who's the GOAT in NBA coaching? Is it Pat Riley or is it Phil, <laughs> Phil Jackson? Uh, Pat Riley didn't have Michael Jordan, you know, but he did have good players. (laughs) Uh, Out of of those two, I still think Phil Jackson's the better coach. Yeah, because he revolutionized what coaching is. Yeah, exactly. He's like Um, the Wayne Bennett of NBA, isn't he? Like, but that's not rugby league. Well, you know, because some coaches run drills. And back back in the day when all the coaches were doing drills, Wayne Bennett was the coach who would just talk to the players. Yeah. Like he would just say things that would make the players play better, and they did, and they mm-hmm. won. And I think yeah. Phil Jackson's like in a similar vein to that, if I'm not mistaken. Well, he's, yeah, Phil Jackson like came in and learned how to manage egos. Yeah, he's a motivator. Yeah, yeah, he was a people manager opposed to a game manager. Like he was still a great game manager. Yeah, but but not he, like he a master tactician or anything, you know. Yeah, it wasn't. Well, you didn't have to be a master tactician when you got fucking the best player ever. But no, he knew. But he knew how to go. Hey, Michael, I need you to fucking pass the ball. Yeah. Um, and was able and was such a motivator. He was able to convince Michael to pass the ball for the betterment of the team. That's so right. then Michael could still dominate. That's but because right. Jordan's, know, Jordan's first coach basically said to the whole team, "Just feed it, give it to Jordan." Doug yeah. Collins. It was yeah, give it, give it to uh, yeah, give it to him, give it to him, give it to him. Yeah. And then yeah, Michael would score fifty, and they'd get knocked out in the first round. Yeah, because they Phil, knew like just yeah. fucking guard Michael. That's <laughs> right. And Jackson was like, "No, you actually have to play as a fucking team if yeah. you want to win championships." The, uh, the triangle, <laughs> triangle offense. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so yeah, but nonetheless, so well done to Pat Riley. That's fucking, that's an astounding effort. Yeah. Uh, 20, 25% of every single NBA finals has involved Pat Riley in some way, shape or form. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. So well done. Uh, no show. Hey, Satman this week. I, I seem, no. I feel like I'm missing. We missing don't have a show. Hey, Statman, but we do have something from, um, Jim Edward in the chat green. And I wonder if I can throw it up here. Throw it up. Uh, I'm trying to. Here we go. Let's open in browser. There we go. In 1917. So it is a stat man. This is sent through by Jim. He said, and he quote, he said, "Let's see Hotani do this." In 1917, Ernie Shaw <laughs> almost threw a perfect game with 27 consecutive outs, but he's oh, only credited yeah. with a combined no hitter because he pitched in relief of the starter Babe Ruth, who was ejected for punching an umpire after walking the lead off. No! Yeah, I did know. I do know that stat. That's fucking one of the most amazing uh, stats in the history of baseball. <laughs> so yeah, so what we need is we need yeah, Atani to. Punch. Now, do we want Atani to punch someone, or wait, is Atani Ernie Shaw, or is Atani Babe Ruth? You know. Well, we know. Well, Atani's got to be Babe Ruth, right? Well, he could probably do both. He could probably so punch the guy out start, and then still pitch. You know? Start the game pitching, and yeah. then have you know uh, uh, who are we going to do? We get uh, Berea out of the 
<laughs> the pen no, the to come in. Bitch, no, no hitter yeah. from there on in. I think, now, think only is, needs to be the pitcher in that situation. We need to... Well, no, Atani is the pitcher, but what I'm saying is, well, Babe Ruth was the pitcher as well. No, yeah, but I mean, Atani has to be Ernie Shaw, so we need to get a pitcher oh, so out there to punch him. He's bettering, he's bettering the Babe because yes. they're going to have some other starter. They're going to get... Uh, who they got uh, going at the moment? Let's go. There's another starter. Um, Tyler Anderson. Tyler Anderson's going to start. He's going to punch the ump before, before he gets an out. Oh, That's he's like, hey, coach, I'm ready to go. Yes. And then he's going to get the next 27. Correct. That's what that, I want to that see is, happen. That may be the greatest stat man in the history of that one. I love that one. Tony Shaw. Jim <laughs> All right, that's uh, that's our show for this week. Uh, I can hear the voice starting to give back out, so I'm going to wrap it up there. You did well. Um, we've got no plugs. We'll be back next week. Where what are we at after the missing last week? That's season 412. Yep. Um, check us out, Good Nod Life. Uh, go back out and check the old podcast. I was I saw someone talking to Tony Martin today on Twitter. Yeah. And like, oh, I love how you use old references. So I'm just fucking tweeting. I'm like, go fucking check out a uni day shit. Like, there's, there's more there's more out there. <laughs> so anyone who listen, go back and listen to old episodes. That'll help. Not just um, not just the Unity Day shit. I mean, we opened the show talking about the fucking 90s today. You know, in no reference to Unity Day whatsoever. So every show, every well, we episode did, of the show is a walk down memory lane. There's about a dozen lane. episodes where we just do movie reviews unintentionally because I happen to watch a movie from the 80s I hadn't seen. Yes. Uh, so plenty in there. So go back and listen to the old episodes. Like, we appreciate you listening to the current one. Yeah. Go back to the small ones. Like, our boy Stephen Babb, but you're still listening because he is. Like, he listens right to the arse end of a show. Really? He must be the only one. I don't even listen to the end. I don't even. I haven't fucking listened to a show in years. I haven't heard um, a word you've said for the last five minutes. Yeah, exactly. You've had, I mean, me, I've been watching the footy. Yeah. Uh, Raiders won, by the way, 2019. Oh, nice um, <laughs> um, uh, go back and listen to the old episodes, like the old shit. Like, not like like you know, six months ago. No, go back and listen to some old stuff. Old it's shit. all as dumb as it is. Get a random old one. Out of the random archive. old one and, yeah. and find some comedy gold somewhere. Yeah. Because um, we can't. Yeah. yeah, we can't find them. We don't know. Let us yeah. know if there's anything funny in there. I don't we'll put it on a best of. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Bye. We'll always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. We'll always be bosom buddies. If life should reject you, there's me to protect you. If I say that your tongue is vicious, if I call you uncouth, it's simply that who else but a bosom buddy will sit down and tell you the truth.